All right, guys, welcome to another episode. Today, I'm going to be talking about a um, a really interesting topic for me, uh, something that I decided to talk about recently because it's something that I have heard quite a bit as a dog trainer for, you know, working with clients, working with pet owners. And I know as I start talking about this, some of you guys, if you are dog trainers, you're going to resonate with this. If you're a dog owner, I know you're going to also relate to this. And here is the topic. Somebody who is training your dog, they're not their job is not to love your dog. Okay, here's basically that topic that I'm going to be discussing today. It's if you bring me your dog for training, my job is to train your dog. My dog is to do something that you need help doing. This is not uh this is not a venting episode. I'm not venting at all. Actually, I've had really good clients um for, you know, a very long time. I've had a couple of, you know, interesting clients here and there in the past, but for the most part, and even those clients were really good clients as well. But as far as the expectations go, most clients know they need help. They know they, by the time they contact a dog trainer, by the time they make the investment, they know that this is something that they that they cannot handle on their own. So they're pretty much on board with everything that you that you uh, that you propose, assuming that the conversation is very clear and you you make the expectations clear. And they're on board, and they decide, let's go ahead and do it. But it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that pet owners, it's understandable. Pet owners are emotional, and I completely get it. I have my own dogs, and I love my dogs. I absolutely do. Okay, they, they are my animals. I know they're not my children. I don't treat them like babies. I treat them like animals. But I do love my animals. I do, I do get happy when they when they're happy when they're just enjoying themselves. I like watching that. But I do hold them to a certain standard. I do treat them and view them as just my animals. But some people don't have as much of that view of their pets. A lot of people look at their pets as their 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 children. It's the times that we live in. This is how people look at their pets. I completely understand that. So I don't I don't hold it against anybody when they hesitate to drop their dogs off. It's something that people do, especially people that have never left their dog for boarding with anybody. And now they've made the decision that boarding and training is the best option for them. It's something that is pretty, it's a big deal for a lot of people. As dog trainers, to us, it's not a big deal because if you provide this service, you deal with it constantly. To you, it's not a big deal for somebody to drop their dog off for a few weeks and then and then like the following week, you get three more drop-offs and you have a full kennel of people that have left their dogs with you for several weeks and you do this on a very consistent basis. It's just another day at the office for you. For people to drop their dogs off for several weeks, it's not a big deal to you. And a lot of your clients are probably repeat clients. 
So these are people that have left their dogs with you more than once. But to the average pet owner, that that is a big deal. We take it for granted because it's part of our daily lives to deal with dogs when we're boarding. But to the person leaving their dog, I completely understand it is difficult. Okay, so I I I get it. I completely understand. I can relate. Okay, I don't want to leave my dogs with anybody. I'm, I would be very selective about leaving my pets with somebody. All right, that that's some that's a conversation that that my wife and I have. If we have to go somewhere, where, who we leave our dogs with? There's like a very very short list that I would trust people leaving my dogs with. And it's it certainly wouldn't be somebody that I would find on Google and go, hey, uh, I don't know you, stranger. Uh, can I leave my dog with you? I, I so I understand the the fears and the concerns surrounding that. So when people do this and they express concern, a lot of times we are tempted to disregard it, dismiss it, and and even have a little bit of not necessarily a short fuse, but we don't have as much patience for it. And we go, hey, yeah, no, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. But to, the, to that person, is a big deal. Okay? They're, they're leaving their dog with somebody that they've never met. Somebody they just talked to on the phone. And all they have as a reference is their website and maybe a couple of videos and maybe some testimonials. Now I'm going to talk about the dog trainer side. I had a, a client, a good client, probably about a year ago. And they were definitely first-time clients, you know, first-time. This was their first time dropping their dog off for training. And they're very, you can tell, they, they absolutely loved and spoiled their dog. And they definitely had a little bit of a concern. They were talking to me. We talked a couple of times before they finally made that decision. And they 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 had a good experience. The dog did great. Went back. The dog uh, checked on them afterwards. The dog's still doing well. Last time I talked to them. But in the beginning, their concern was, am I going to love their dog? That's one of the things that, that actually was brought up. And maybe not in the same exact words, but the word love did come up. The word love did come up. And I gave a little bit of a... I didn't give a, a an incredibly sarcastic answer, but, but I, I was also genuine. I was genuine and... But I did give a bit of an a, a bit of a uh, a bit of an appeasing answer to let him know, hey, don't worry, your dog is fine. But here is here is my answer to that now, and I've thought about that. It's not that it bothered me. Again, I'm not venting. Okay, this is just in general. This is something that that I've been meaning to talk about, and I just been honestly, I could tell you I've been busy, but but really I've been procrastinating. This is why you haven't seen that many that many episodes lately. I've been dropping like maybe once a month. Um, I definitely need to bring those number, numbers up. But anyway, so I've been thinking about this topic. And I thought, 
Yeah, I want to talk about that. I'm I'm going to talk about as an animal trainer, our job is not to love your dog. Because love doesn't do it clearly. Love does not get the job done with anything. I don't care if you're a parent. I don't care if you are a an animal trainer. I don't care if you're a um, a coach for a team, a school teacher, a babysitter. None of that. Love is great for sure, but all of these pet owners who invest the time and finances into getting their dog trained, they all love their dogs. And my job as a trainer is not to love your dog. My job is to train your dog. And as a matter of fact, there's going to be plenty of times where in the process of working with your dog, love is not even going to be there at all. Not not that the personal connection is not there because that's one thing. There is no personal connection between me and your dog. I love my dogs, but your dog is just another dog. Now, I do love dogs in general, but there is no personal connection between me and this person's dog. So even even though in general I love dogs, in the dog training process, I am so far removed from that feeling. I'm not even thinking about, I love dogs and this is why I'm doing this, but I'm so far removed from that that I know, I do at least, and I'm very, very confident that 99% of good dog trainers do this as well, is that we're so far removed from that feeling of, I love this, right? I love what I'm doing, that we become so calculated in our movements. And we go, okay, I'm looking at this training session as a, I'm doing rep after rep, after rep, after rep, repetition, after repetition, after repetition, after repetition. And I'm doing this, and I'm trying to improve on the next repetition. I'm trying to improve on the next repetition. That I'm not even thinking about love. I appreciate what I'm doing. A lot of times I do. I step back and I go, I, I'm, I'm happy where I am doing, you know, doing my, spending my time doing this. This, this makes me happy. But that's, that's not what I'm focused on when I'm working with a dog. It's like leaving your your children with with your uh, with with their coach. You drop them off for football or soccer practice. You don't hand your child over and go and ask the coach, "Hey, make sure you love my child." No, that's not going to happen. The coach is going to challenge your kid it's gonna make him run it's gonna make him sweat he's gonna make him tired he's gonna make him sore and not only that he's going to hold him to a very high standard so that they can get the most out of your child so that your child can get the most out of that experience and so that your child will get better at their craft at their at their sport okay i did martial arts as a as a 
as a child. Um, my son did martial arts. I did some martial arts as an adult. And that's how it is. You, you, you're going there, and the instructor's job is not to love you. Okay, and a lot of times they don't even, they're not even, they're they're so focused on getting the most out of the the time their time with you that a lot of times they're going to spit, they're going to spit uh, commands at you. Do this, okay? Now do that, okay? Now do this, now do this repetition, now do the next repetition. And there are times where you're doing this. When you are the uh, when you are the child or the or the student, the person, etc. When you're going through these motions and your coach is challenging you, your coach is telling you, "Okay, you gotta do this. Come on, let's go. Next rep, next rep." That you yourself get a little bit stressed out, and you yourself think to yourself, "Wow, this is kind of a pain. This guy's kind of an asshole. This is this is kind of tough." And you yourself will pout a little bit. You will sweat and you will think, this is bullshit. <laughs> and you're going to look at your look at the time and you're going to go, I got like 20 minutes left of this, of this grueling workout, of this grueling exercise. And we're doing, you know, rep after rep, technique after technique. That's a good coach because they're stretching you to, to, the, to the limits of your comfort. They're not just having you do what you know really well. They're telling you, okay, now let's do this. In this session, we're going to work on, on cardio. In this session, we're going to work on technique. In this session, we're, we're going to work on flexibility. In this session, we're going to do these drills. So you're getting pushed. And love is not, nowhere near that equation. Love is nowhere near that thought process. Not from the coach, not from the instructor, definitely not from you. But what happens? You get better. Your technique gets better. You advance. That's what a good coach, that's what a good instructor is. And it has nothing to do with love. It has everything to do with pushing you a little bit more. So when the dogs come to me as an animal trainer, love is nowhere near my priority of things when it comes to me pushing your dog to get them to excel, to get them to get better, to get them to go to the next level, to get them to to uh, develop more skills, more discipline, because ultimately that's what it is. It is about discipline. Okay, letting the dog know you need to hold and control your impulses. You need to show discipline and not do what you really want to do because it's not the right thing to do at that time. And also at times do what you don't want to do when it has to get done. That's what dog training is. It's none of this BS like, oh, the dog should love it. The dog should love, you know, the dog should should be happy to do it. And that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes the dog is not happy to do it, but he must do it. Or whatever it is. Sometimes the dog is not happy to stay on place or stay on a down when distractions are going by. 
but you have to do it. So that's where, as the trainer, we put the dogs in these situations. Obviously, we show them how to do it. We do it in a way that makes sense to them, in a way that is very fair. And once they start to grasp and understand, then we start challenging them. Then we start pushing the boundaries. And that's what that's what the difference between a coach, a dog trainer, an animal trainer doing it with your dog versus you doing it with your dog. Because a lot of times the owners, a lot of owners, a lot of pet owners definitely try. They do a, a good job at doing the basics. And they they can only do so much. And that's because either A, they don't have the skill set because it's not their profession. Um, or B, there's also that that emotional anchor there that, that kind of holds them back a little bit. You think about this, but they are looking at they are looking at videos. They are looking at articles that are telling them do this with you know with with this way. Uh, lure the entire time, and you have to make sure that you know it's always ended on a good note, and that they're happy to do this and get them all excited. That if they're not getting that, if they don't feel their dog is getting that, they're automatically feeling that that little bit of sense of. Uh, I'm not doing it right. Oh my gosh, you know, he's he's getting stressed out. Whereas as the animal trainer, I don't have that emotional anchor. Right? I don't have that emotional baggage holding me back. What I'm going to do is I am going to show you a dog through very, you know, clear ways where the dog is successful, okay? And I'm going to show that dog what to do. And as I progress, as we progress, as we expect more, we're going to challenge more. And yes, the dog at times will be like, I'd rather do something else. And as the animal trainer, I'm going to go, no, we're not done yet. And yes, a lot of times we're going to end when you still want it, when you still want to keep working. But there are times where we have to push those boundaries. We have to do it when you don't want to do it. That's what creates a very disciplined dog. Okay, um, I used to be concerned about that, you know, years ago, early, early in my career. My concern was I want this dog to be happy the entire time. So how do I prolong the state of happiness and enthusiasm and excitement so that the dog, you know, will do just perform really, really happy? And then, you know, then my focus shifted more towards. Okay, I understand happiness from the dog and and the dog's excitement is definitely valuable. We definitely want it to be there, but we also have to have this strong sense sense of discipline. The dog's not always going to be happy to come back to the owner when the owner calls him. Sometimes the dog is chasing something really fun. The owner says, "Come." And obviously, what's what's more fun? to hit the brakes and run back to the owner or keep chasing that deer. If you think you can, through training, somehow convince the dog that running to the owner, hitting the brakes, not chasing the deer, not chasing the rabbit, that if you somehow think that you can somehow manipulate and convince the dog that hitting the brakes and running back to the owner is more fun than chasing that deer, chasing that horse, 
chasing that rabbit. If you think that that through training you can make that happen, make the dog so enthusiastic every time about leaving what they're chasing, they can run to the owner. You're delusional. There is there is no such thing. Maybe at times, yes. At some point, that horse, that deer, that rabbit is going to be running so fast. Your dog is going to lock up and prey drive. Okay, go completely just primal and go i'm chasing that thing where you're gonna say fido come and he's gonna be like i don't want to but this is where that sense of discipline has to be imprinted on the dog the sense of discipline has to be there the dog has to know i am not happy about doing that i'm not happy about hitting the brakes i'm not happy at all about having to come back to my owner but a very strong sense of discipline has been put in place by my owner, by my trainer, that I know it is something that I must do. So yes, training sessions, okay? As a dog trainer, I'm going to push your dog a little bit more each time. Just like my Taekwondo instructor when I was younger, I went to a very traditional martial arts school. The guy had like a stick where if, if you were stretching, you didn't stretch hard enough, if you saw you were slacking, he'd whip you with it. And we would work for like like an hour and a half. And like the first half an hour was nothing but cardio, 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 get you exhausted. The last hour technique. It was exhausting and I freaking, I loved it. It was very, very hardcore, very traditional, um, always, you know, bruised and, and, and sore at the end of most sessions. But it made me better and better and more disciplined. Okay. So that's sometimes the relationship between the student and the, and the coach. That's the relationship between the dog and the trainer. And that should also be the relationship between the dog and the owner as well. Okay, it's not always happiness and butterflies. Sometimes the owner says, you down, you have to down. If I tell you to come, you have to come. Okay, we're going to push those boundaries of discipline. And happiness and love are so far removed from this process. So that's the role of the dog trainer. It is to educate your dog. Okay, that's your role as a dog trainer is to educate the dog, is to to teach the dog to to deal with these situations. Now, if you have a puppy, obviously you gotta switch gears a little bit, right? We've got the puppy, we wanna make sure that puppy uh, learns to love the the training process, but when you have a dog that's a little bit older, and even with puppies, I still want to let them know, hey, you you can't just bite everybody, right? A lot of puppies are very mouthy. We do want to also teach them that sense of discipline, tactfully, but that's in general how it is. Uh, a lot of pet owners, understandably so, don't understand that. So as a as a dog trainer, if that is a concern, 
That's what I want to convey. I had a client yesterday uh, that has a, a dog that has recently had recently had some minor issues. They're they're minor, relatively minor, but they're big issues considering the the sort of the consequence of these minor issues. But it's nothing drastic necessarily on the dog's side. It's it's not like this dog has just gone insane. Um, but the dog has made a couple of decisions that are not good. And this is something that has kind of built up a little bit. Now, the owner did tell me when she came for the private lesson, she was like, hey, I just want to let you. It was our first private lesson. She was like, I just want to let you know, you know, I, I, um, you know, my, my dad was a veterinarian and and I love dogs and there are some things in training that I don't you know I re- that really scare me I don't I, I don't feel comfortable with so I just put her mind at ease and I told her listen um I'm not going to make you do something you're not comfortable doing so her concern was she didn't want to bring a lot of discomfort to the dog um, you know, and I'm and I'm very, very, uh, very direct but polite at the same time. And I let her know, don't worry, we're gonna work on on what we need to work on, and I'm not gonna make you do anything that you're not comfortable with. But the way I, articu- I articulated the training process and the and the aspect of discipline to this pet owner, it just clicked. And halfway through the lesson. As I was telling her, this is what we need to implement. This is what we're going to do. When we do this drill, this is what I need you to do. This is how I want you to do it. And it was very matter of fact. It was very, you know, I was talking from from coach to pet owner. This is what we need to do. This is what he needs to do. This is how you need to perform when he doesn't do it. Here's how we're going to show him this. Very matter of fact, this lady was very concerned in the beginning about the comfort of, of the dog, but halfway through the lesson, she was like on board with everything. Didn't fight me on anything. Did not resist. And I wasn't trying to accommodate or appease her by going, yeah, don't worry. Just get, you know, get all your hot dogs, get the gentle leader, get the noble harness. It wasn't like that at all. And you would think that that would, that would have made, that, that would have made the, the, the session smoother since this lady was very concerned about comfort none of that we talked a lot about discipline actually and by the end of the lesson uh this lady was very very um had a completely different view and it's not because there were things that she necessarily didn't know but there were things that she knew about discipline this lady you know has children has grandchildren you know, this lady um, does live in a farm. She has goats. She has farm animals. She understands the concept of um, the concept of training. She understands the concept of discipline in all these other contexts. But it just some of these concepts that are really, really valuable to you know to to raise children, grandchildren, to have a, a farm with farm animals run effectively. There are plenty of elements of training and discipline there that she just hadn't quite applied 
to her pet. Because again, we look at pets in society today, we tend to look at pets a little bit different. So all I did was I just grabbed those uh, those elements of training and discipline for from these scenarios that she was familiar with, and I told her we can apply that in this manner to your pet. And everything just started clicking and started making so much sense. And um, and she was very, very grateful for that. She told me the way you explained it made so much sense. It's, it's so clear how you're explaining it. Uh, so it definitely can be done. But we do need to let the owner know, okay, we're training your dog. I'm not I'm not here to uh to love you. Obviously don't use those those words. You have to be a little bit di- a little bit different with your vocabulary to to convey that message. And as pet owners, cuz I do have some pet owners that listen to this as well. As pet owners, we also need to remember that training, okay, does involve sometimes a little bit of stress. There's nothing wrong with that word. It does involve a little bit of... And the reason why it does, and in my opinion it has to, is because of what I talked about earlier. There will be times, inevitably, that your dog will have to do something it really doesn't want to do. Now, after training, we can make that happen on cue. And we can make it happen with enthusiasm, with heart and soul. Okay? But it's still something that they must do. The must element has to be there. All right, guys, that's pretty much it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Check out my books at Amazon. Uh, Just search William Garrido on Amazon search, and you'll see my four books out there. I do have uh, a couple of other books coming. Uh, one of them has been in the wars for a while. I mean, there there has been some back and forth. There's one right here that I'm working on. I'm, I've tried to go through a publisher. The other ones were self-published. The one that I'm trying to go through the publisher, obviously it's taking longer. It's taking going from publisher to publisher. So it's uh, it's a bit of a lengthier process. And I've had tons on my plate, which... Again, it's no excuse. Things have to get done no matter what. That's another part of discipline. It needs to get done no matter what. Um, But anyway, guys, I'll see you on the next episode.